Hi, welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. Today, I introduce a whole new format. We're still going to continue the usual format that you have known and love. And every once in a while, every 10, 15 episodes, 20 episodes, perhaps, I'm going to drop in this new format just to have even more ways for you to get even more results in a fun, fresh, whole new way. Are you ready to get more results? So the backstory is I have been conceptualizing this format for at least a year. It's been rumbling around in my brain like, oh, I'd love to do this, but I haven't figured out exactly how to do it until now. So every once in a while, here's the new format you're going to hear, which is me coaching the people on TV show, on a TV show to you. Stay with me. Listen, I know people hate to, or they love to hate people on reality shows. Listen, we're human. And there's so much to learn here. You actually can learn more by watching people on TV sometimes than you can getting coached by me directly to you in your exact life. And here's why. When I'm coaching you and your brain, your brain is full of all of its stories and it wants to hang on to this and it's a little scared, it's a little defensive. And so coaching can take a longer time when it's me working with you directly versus if you and I together are on the couch watching this TV show and I'm offering what coaching would look like here, it's possible your brain is going to be relaxed. It's going to be open. It's going to be at ease. It's going to have questions. It's going to have thoughts. And you're going to walk away with so many more tools than ever before. So that's the beauty of coaching in this kind of neutral, safe space where we're looking at someone else's life. And there are so many more storylines available when we look at TV. Most of the podcasts, what we're looking at is I'm ripping a page from my diary, right? Telling you what happened to me and how I worked through it, which is amazing and great. And I'm for sure going to keep doing it. And it limits your learning to what I'm experiencing in my lived life versus if we draw on storylines from TV, now we have infinite options, infinite scenarios infinite coaching tools. It just expands everything, your world, your reality, and results. You do not have to follow the show. You don't have to be addicted to TV like I am. I freely admit it. I love TV. It's one of my greatest pleasures in life. And you don't have to even own a TV to get where we're going. So I'm going to give you all the context you need of the story. I'm going to show you how I would coach, what are the tools available in the scenario, and I'm going to apply the context of how you can bring this into your life. So one of the storylines we're going to look at today is how a husband cheated on his wife. You might be like, Christina, how can you really apply that to me in academic medicine? Actually, I can. So so stay tuned. I'm going to teach you how when you're struggling your job and you're kind of hating your boss and your boss does you wrong, I'm going to show you how to work through that. So all of this will relate to you. All of it is geared towards giving you even more results than ever before. Learning through other people's lives is really powerful. And that's what we're going to be doing in this podcast format. Plus, I really am obsessed with TV. I'm constantly like coaching the people on TV. And my husband's like, you really should figure out a way to share this with the world. This is really good what you're doing. So we're going to for sure going to be doing this. And I also, something I teach my clients is if you have a dream, declare it as often as possible, because that's how the universe hears you and it starts delivering for you. But if you don't even know what you want, 
and you're kind of confused about what you want, the universe doesn't know what to give you. So it gives you all these things to help you figure it out. So when you identify something you want, declare it as often as possible. It helps it become true. I have seen it in the most powerful ways. I had a client who came to me who's like, I want to live in the trees. And you might be thinking, what does that mean? And within six months, she bought a house and a forest. So it is true. You say you want this thing, the more you talk about it and declare it, the more it's likely to happen. So here is my thing. I have to let you know, and if you're in my world, you for sure know this, is that I love TV. I really do. It's I take it very seriously. <laughs> so I have lots of thoughts about it. I really take it very seriously. And my dream is to be hired as a coach for one of these reality-based TV shows. Because think about it. It would be so much better if they had a coach on board. We would see less like triggering drama that triggers the audience and more forward movement and deeper conversations and higher level results. It would be a win-win for everyone. So if you know of anyone who's producing a show who really would benefit from having a life coach on the show, please send him this, send him this podcast. Let me know how I can apply. I would love to do this. All right. So here we dive into our first show. It is 90 Day Fiance, Last Resort. If you'd like to follow along, check them out on TLC. If uh, I want to say though, there are a lot of spinoffs of 90 Day Fiance and the details really don't matter which franchise you're watching. What unifies all the 90 Day Fiances and what we're talking about is love matches from across the globe. So it's really just a deep dive in relationship coaching. In the 90 Days Fiance Last Resort Edition, the Last Resort Edition, the favorite couples are a few favorite couples, I think six, are brought back to a resort destination to work on the relationship and decide is this a relationship I want or not. And they work along with each other, all the other couples, and mental health experts. We are going to focus our discussion of three of these five or six couples. What it looks like is at the resort, all the couples fly in and they're going to do some group exercises. So they'll be in, in a room and all the couples will be there and there'll be a mental health expert who works them through exercises. They do some of this work in couples with just those two people. They do some of this work individually, but and they have all kinds of coaches. They have just uh, family therapists. They have sex coaches. They have past life regressionists. They have hypnotherapists. They have so many beautiful mental health experts, which is, I think the best way you see a lot of results is you bring in a lot of different helpers and have different tools. And think about it. When you want to lose weight, you don't just tell yourself, I have to stop eating. I'm not going to stop eating chips. No, you're, you look at what you're drinking. You look at when you're eating. You look at exercise. You look at sleep. You look at your water intake. You look at your eating habits, right? You, when you want a certain result, you enlist lots of different tools to get that result, to support yourself, to guarantee your success. So I love, 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 love. The 90 days is bringing in all of these different ways, different modalities to help these couples who we all love and are rooting for. And I think this really separates them out from other reality TV shows. I've, I've watched other reality TV shows and it looks like the producers of those shows are on purpose triggering these people to get the most drama, the most screaming, the most cuss words, and that they think that's the best thing for everyone, or at least for their viewership, for their marketing dollars. And it really shows because the there's just so much pain. And as a viewer, I really don't watch those shows because it's just like, wait a minute. 
hurting people on purpose is not something I want to see as a viewer. So I really commend 90 Day Fiance for bringing in mental health experts because that's what's lacking. And when we start seeing the couples we love connecting and healing, we want to watch that. So listen, if you are a producer of a show and you want more viewers, so you have more advertising dollars, so you can do more good in the world, then you want to bring on a lot of mental health experts who can help you deliver a really powerful, special show because we as viewers are attached to these people and we want them to do well. What's noticeably missing though, 90 Day Fiance, I'm calling you out, is you don't have a life coach. And it is apparent because there would be so much more healing here if you had a life coach. So what I'm going to do in this podcast, I'm going to show you what life coaching would look like and how it would make the show so much better because it would be taking care of these people who we love in such a higher level. What's really fascinating for those of you who are listening to the podcast is the work you're going to see here is actually the work we do every day in coaching. It's all about how do we support the people we love, that's ourselves included. How do we stay connected to ourselves and each other? How do we center the coaching on love, our shared values, and what are we want and get to our goals sooner? That's the, what we're always doing in coaching. You're going to see it with an example with 90 Day Fiance Last Resort. And I'm going to also extract it to how you can apply it to you, even if you're not a fan of the show or if you've, if you've never watched it before. How can we support ourselves, connect with ourselves, center our work on our life's purpose and values and love? By doing this, my hope for you listeners is that you find even more tools that you can use today to create more joy in your life today. So let's get started. We're going to start with, there's three couples. We're going to start with Kalani and the wife is named Kalani. Her husband is named Asuelo. What we learn in, in the episode is that Asuelo has had a number of affairs throughout the marriage. And in his attempts to get the marriage back on track, he offers his wife a hall pass to have a physical relationship with another man. To his shock, wife says, yep, I'm doing it. Has not just a kiss one time, but an affair and is attached to this new man. He is absolutely devastated. He is just hating on himself. I'm the worst person in the world. I made all this happen. She is, she's in a lot of confusion. She's in a lot of pain. She blames the husband for the affairs and blames the husband for dri driving her to have her own affair. They're in so much pain. And we get to the point where the uh, the producers are having them do bedroom exercises. And she says, listen, I'm grossed out. And the therapist is like, why are you grossed out? Why aren't you attracted to him? Something along those lines. So let's do our coaching first for the husband, Asuelo. Listen, and this is for our listeners. It is very easy to judge people on these shows. I think that's part of why we love these shows is because we get to, we take a break from judging ourselves. We need to judge someone else. You're not wrong listeners and beware, like where we would start with coaching is not to make him wrong for all the affairs or for offering the hall pass, even though that would be very easy to do. But if we did that and he feels worse, not better, and he feels more ashamed, not better, guess what he's more likely to do? He's more likely to have more affairs. And we know very clearly his role. He is very clear about it. He wants this marriage to work. So we would not start by shaming him. We would not start by blaming him. We would start with trying to understand him because as soon as he starts to understand himself, now we can heal. And once we heal, we can make really good decisions for ourselves. As long as we're ashamed of ourselves, we are more likely to repeat the behavior we do not want to repeat. So to the point, like, why did he offer this hall pass? It could be very easy for someone to say, because of course he did. 
because he is desperate to save his marriage. There is a fire in his home and he's like, I got to put it out. I got to put it out. Let me, the brain offered hall pass. And he was like, he said it and he didn't think she would do it. And so we want to start with understanding this is him trying to save his marriage without any support around him. I don't, it sounds like they didn't have the mental health experts at this time. We start by understanding him. It's not where he will go. It will not be what most people will do. And coaching is about healing our relationship with ourselves first, because if we don't, we will just continue creating a life that just doesn't feel aligned. It feels out of line with our, with our values. Anytime we shame ourselves, we do things we're not proud of. The work in coaching is to be proud of ourselves first. So so we would not make him wrong for offering the hall pass. We would understand him. And the coaching would also be in the future. What do you want to do? My advice is don't offer things you don't want. We understand why he did. And if your goal is to stay married to your wife, do not offer her to have an affair. If we know that it's going to cause more pain for you and she's going to have a lot of confusion and attachment and pain for her, we want to not heal pain with more pain. It just never works that way. His goal is to continue this marriage. So our coaching would be to center the coaching on stabilizing the marriage. Every time someone has an affair, it gets more destabilized. It doesn't mean it's over, but it makes it harder to get back together. So only offer what you want to offer that would be in service of supporting the marriage. His He kind of explains like why he offered the hall pass is he wants to even things out. And we would just kind of also spend some time on what does it even mean to even out? If you have five affairs and she has five affairs, okay, it's even on number, but now we just have five times the pain. So we want to look at ways to lessen the pain because when we're in pain, we're not going to connect. When we are starting to ease out of the pain, that's when we will make really high level decisions and we'll be able to connect. He also says, I just want to start anew. And I think that's probably one of the things that's going to get in his way. He wants a fresh start. I get it. He wants to erase everything that happens and starts anew, but we actually can't. And so as long as he thinks he has to start anew to get his marriage and that's impossible, he has made himself stuck. He has prevented himself from getting the thing he wants. So the coaching also there would be like, we don't need to start new. We can just start where we are, heal where we are. There's another level of coaching is we could start new and it's going to look different than having your wife have a hall pass. It's going to be having us really focus on our marriage. I mean, everyone else out of it, including her parents, her sister, his family, just focusing on the two of them with a really, with a coach, therapist, all the things, all the support that makes sense to them and just keep coming back to their relationship or spiritual counselor, whoever they feel like would really help support themselves. So we don't need to start anew and we totally can. We just want to make sure that the way we start anew is, is possible, that we can control some of that, that, that it's something that's within reach. We have to also with with a husband is prepared that his wife may or may not be interested in reconciling, may maybe or not be may or may not be interested in reconciling on his terms. And so we need to we need to make space for that in a way that calms the husband down. Like it's possible she says no or she says no for now. And 
we can still keep taking care of the husband. We can still keep him advocating for this relationship until she says, I'm done. And this is, I want a divorce. And even at that point, we can still teach the husband how to take care of himself and keep advocating for their post-marriage relationship, which is co-parenting the kids. So here's your analogy, listeners. You're going to be like, Christina, how are you going to relate that to me? (laughs) I will watch for this because this is what the analogy is, is that oftentimes someone who comes to work with me, they're thinking this work schedule needs to be perfect. I really hate this work schedule. And and so part of the work is to see, well, it's not ever going to be really perfect, but we can be advocating for what we want all along the way. What I see most people do who don't have a coach is they're like, I want a better work schedule. So I'm going to offer this, this, and this. And I will, someone's new to coaching, I'll just question like, okay, but do you, how would it be if if that boss said, sure, we're going to give you all these three things and you have to do these three things. Are you going to be happy? Most of the time the client's like, oh, hell no. I don't want that. That would make me hate this job. So like Asuelo is offering something he doesn't want to his wife. I see so many times physicians offering to their boss, to medicine, to their job, to their center, something they don't even want to do. Do not and it's easy to spot in a suelo, right? Because we're watching, but it happens to us so many times. And it'll sound like this. I want to raise and uh, I'm willing to work 5,000 RVUs in this time period. And when I ask her, do you really want to work this 5,000 RVU? She's like, oh my God, no, that would be horrible. It would be a nightmare. Okay. So we're not going to offer the thing that would have you hating your job. It's against your goal. Remember your goal is to get this better schedule, get this better job situation. So you stay, so you love your job. So why would we offer something you hate? Absolutely. We will not. We will offer things we're willing to compromise, but in a way that's always with your best interest in mind. Do not offer what you do not want to take want to keep moving this conversation in your direction. And also another analogy with the, this couple of Asuelo and Kalani is, like I said, the wife might say no, your boss might say no. It doesn't mean it's over. We keep finding ways to advocate for you. We keep finding new ways to open the conversation. We keep finding new things to negotiate for. So maybe your boss is like, no, we can't give you a different schedule right now. And we're five faculty down. But maybe your boss would be willing to let you take a pause in med school teaching for the next six months so so you can work on your promotion package, right? We find other ways to open up time. Your brain is very fixed on the schedule is the only way. And listen, you're right. And if that's not available, we don't want you to hit a roadblock. When I say, how are other ways we open up time? Maybe it's through less teaching for this temporary bit of time while you're getting your promotion done. Or maybe it's that they pay for you to have a coach so you're able to... Find new ways to make this job work for you in a way that just feels really good and aligned. My coaching program offers 50 CME. We have a lot of people whose bosses pay. So it's possible you can get coaching without paying anything and help have that help to make your job great fit. All right, let's move on. I want to say one other thing about this is that there's a point where they're assigned, the husband and wife are assigned bedroom exercises. And of course, of course, it's too early for bedroom exercises for these two. Kalani is just saying, the wife is saying, I am grossed out by my husband. And she's saying this in front of her husband. And the therapist is like, well, why are you grossed out? Why aren't you attracted? And what if you could be attracted? And here's what, with so much love, because I don't think 
any mental health expert does something wrong. I really do believe that. And also, I think it's the wrong homework. It's the wrong question. And here's why. They do not feel safe with each other. So putting them together in the most vulnerable way, like bedroom exercises, this is not the time. And it's going to trigger a lot of responses in both of them. She is not ready. And it's missing the whole point. If she doesn't want to work on her marriage, asking her why she's not more attracted to her husband is just the wrong question. She's It's sending her in a very confusing place. She doesn't feel safe right now. The real work uh, that I would do with coaching with her is I would center all the coaching on what Kalani wants because I don't think she's asked herself that and that would simplify everything. She's getting confused. Should I be with my husband? Should I be with this guy? Why am I attracted to him? What should I invite this? Should I block my lover? Should I invite my lover here? She's so confused. She's not asking herself, what is it that she wants? And in a one-on-one coaching, we would just make it okay that whatever she wants is okay. Whether it's this marriage, this man, or none of it, or all of it, we would make it okay. Because as long as she thinks there are wrong decisions here, she will not allow herself to explore it and she'll never get to what she wants. So, and I don't know what the contract is. I don't know if the contract with TLC says you must participate in all the bedroom exercises. It might, who knows, but still I would the coaching with Kalani be like, what do you want here? If you don't want to do this bedroom work with your husband, you get to say, no, thank you, TLC. I am not ready. Here's how I'll participate on the show. So you have my footage and here's how I can protect my relationship. It's going to be, I want more one-on-one coaching. I want you to hire that life coach. It's the bomb.com, right? I want to work through all of this on my own first before we do bedroom exercises. And it's the same thing with her marriage. It's like, what do you want? There's no bad outcome here. Every way is a little bit hard, a little bit good. Every way you can be successful. Do you want to be in this marriage? Because if her answer is no, I'm out. We don't need to spend all this time working on getting her attracted to her husband. Just simplifies all the conversation. I think also as long as she's half in her marriage, half in this relationship with her lover, she's just going to continue to be confused. It's okay. Many people are there and confused is the messiest, most painful place. We're half into all of it. We have all the pain of all of it versus just deciding, you know what, while I'm here on this resort, I'm focused on my marriage. I'm just going to be blocking my lover and I'm really going to be all in on this. And if at the end of the retreat, I don't want to be with my husband anymore, then I'm going to unblock my lover and I'm going to see if we can work on that relationship or I'm going to take off time from no man for some time. What do you want? Is a question I find, if we bring this back to our listeners, is a, a question I find that we often don't let ourselves do, I, I even have that question. So when I talk to clients, it's often, well, the boss wants this, the husband wants this, the kids wants this, the mom. Okay. Yeah. And as long as we're focused on what everyone else wants, we will not get to what you want and how we can create this life on purpose for you. So it always starts with, what is it that I want here? If you're at a job and your brain's like, I hate the schedule, I hate the office, I hate the boss, I hate the leadership, I hate the payment structure, I hate the RVU reimbursement, all that stuff. You could spend a lot of time there, but it's really not asking the first question. The question is, what do you want? Do you want this job? If you want this job, then we look at what is the very next thing to make this job a better fit. But if you're saying to yourself, I don't want this job. I actually want to leave. Then we don't have to spend one bit of energy on how to change every bit of this job. We're going to put all that energy into finding a new job. And it's possible like the criteria for a new job is a schedule that makes sense to you. That is also making your career work for you is going to the job that has it all in place 
if that's what you want to do, you can also make it work where you are. You don't have to leave, but it starts with what is it that I want, where I have to do work on either end. What's the work I want to do? Let's move on to the next couple, husband, Jovi, wife, Jara, Yara. Husband, Jovi wants to have more babies. Yara does not. The wife is secretly taking birth control pills because I'm just guessing from watching them that she is not a fan of his drinking, strip clubs, none of that. So she's like, I don't want to have any more babies. During the treat, retreat, we see Jovi messaging a stripper he knows in the area to see if she's working. We just can leave it right there, okay? <laughs> That's the problem. So the coaching with Jovi would be like this. Listen, Jovi, the husband, you came here very clearly to strengthen your marriage because you want to have a second baby with your wife. We know your wife does not want to have a second baby with you as long as you have a relationship with strippers. So this action of calling strippers is going to oppose your goal. It's keeping you from your goal. And we, we just kind of give him that awareness, this thing he's doing that he's that's probably his primitive brain, like this would be fun. Like it's keeping you from your goals. So the coaching with Jovi, the husband would be to center on that. These are your goals, reminding him your goals. This action you're taking is in the way of your goals. Do you want to keep doing this or is there another option? So the, TL, the show goes behind, he explains why he's calling the stripper. He says, which by the way, I wish they would just use her name so we don't have to like label her, but that's what they, that's what they refer to her as. He's like, listen, this retreat is so hard. I need to have some fun. I need to blow off some steam. I have to go do this. So the coaching for him would be, listen, I agree. Marriage retreats are hard work. I agree. You should have be having fun and blowing off steam. I disagree that the only way to do it is the one way your wife hates when you're at a marriage retreat. There are more ways to have fun and blow off steam than is to message a stripper when your wife does not want you doing this. And that is the one thing that's in between you and your goal of having another baby with your wife. So let's find ways where you can have fun, blow off steam with your wife or with your guy pals, but in a way that wife is gonna be supportive of. Like if you wanna go hang out with the husbands for a night, great. Maybe do it in a way like, hey, Yara, I'm gonna go do this. Are you okay hanging out with the girls for the night? What if we just each go out and blow off steam with this with the girls, with the same sex folks? Or let's just stay together and blow off steam together. A million other options and the one thing the wife doesn't want you to do. So with the coaching with him would be expanding definition of fun to include his wife, his goal, his marriage, center the coaching on what he wants to create. I think that this is really common in coaching too. So for listeners, is how I would apply this to you. This is really common for us is that we have a goal and then we kind of forget about it and we get lost in the story and the story winds up pushing our goal away. So an example would be here, for example, is a, a client So I want to make more money at my job. And then she gets lost in the story. It's selfish and greedy of me to ask. I really have enough. I shouldn't want more. It's selfish. So she doesn't ask. She doesn't get what she wants. And she starts hating the job and resenting the boss. And she's never told the boss any of this. So the boss doesn't even know how to help her. And there might be funds available, but she hasn't let herself ask because she has a story. I'm selfish. And so it backfires and gets her further and further from her goal. Versus, and Koshi, what do we do in this scenario? Is we say, listen, okay, this isn't your favorite schedule. All right. We, we're not going to get it perfect, but we can for sure have conversations to make it better. 
And what if it's not selfish that you want an adjustment to your salary and your schedule? What if it's coming from, I want to love this job. I want to contribute at the highest level. I don't want to spend a lot of time resenting my colleagues and my boss. I want to show up to work. I want to be here forever for the rest of my career. I want to be the, be feel comfortable volunteering for more call and pitching in for residency recruitment center. And as long as I'm feeling res, uh, for resident recruitment season, and as long as I'm feeling resentful for my boss, I don't do any of that stuff. I spend my time hating my boss, thinking about schedules, rehashing our conversations, looking for other jobs. I'm half in this job, half in the other job. I'm not advocating for me at either end. It's possible when you make a request for a salary schedule adjustment, and that allows you to stay at the center and contribute at the highest level for as long as possible, that is selfless. That is not selfish. That is selfless because it has everyone's needs in mind. Yours, the boss, your center, your colleagues, your patients. So Yara is the wife. Let's get back to Yara. Yara is the wife and I don't have a lot of notes for her because I am kind of like, I think she's amazing, right? They're all great people, by the way, but Yara especially like, oh, she's trying so hard. I just love her just so much. But I get the sense she doesn't like that she's hiding being on birth controls from her husband. And so coaching would be with her. The coaching would be centered on how can we be honest with yourself about what you want, honest with your partner about what you want. Because until he knows everything, he might not be able to follow through on the request. And if holding these secrets is bringing you pain, we want a way to be more honest so that you don't have to hold these secrets. This is a huge part of the coaching. So I want you all to lean in. So many times, whenever you find yourself super confused, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to say it. This all sounds so painful. And you find yourself shutting down. It's because you're not allowing yourself to be honest with you or with them. And you can be honest about everything, the whole truth. It can sound really beautiful. It can make your relationship stronger, not weaker. It's more likely you get what you want, not less likely. And here's what it might sound like for Yara. Ready? This is what I sound like. Take notes because I'm doing this all the time behind the scenes with my clients. It's a very useful skill. To be totally honest in a really loving way. So it sounds like this. Husband, I love you. I love our baby. I love our life. I love that you want to have more children. And I actually want, I, I don't know if this is true for her. Someday I want that too. Or maybe it's not. It sounds like she, it is. So I'm going to go with that. I want to be honest with you about it. What's keeping me in the way is this. Here's what I need for you to consider is this. And I want to reassure you that I'm telling you this because I want to be honest with you. I want you to feel like I have no secrets. It's so important that you are the man of my life. You are the love of my life. I don't want you to feel like I don't want any secrets in between us. So I tell you this to protect our relationship, not to hurt it. This is where I am. I'm open to moving, but this is what I need to move forward. So notice, listeners, that can be received. Generally, it's it's received, it's softer. It's received a little more softer. It doesn't mean he's not going to be in pain and hurt and confused, but it starts the conversation in a way that allows so much honesty about all of it. And now she doesn't have a secret to hold and he knows what he needs to do to get the result he wants. And their next step, maybe it is with a, co a relationship coach. Maybe it is with a therapist to build a plan and work together towards that plan. Right. So the analogy for us listeners is to really figure out what is it here that I want? Let me be honest with myself first. 
And when I'm ready, and this is where coaching can be helpful, I'm going to be honest with my partner too, in a really loving way. So we both are on the same page. We're both on the same team. We move closer to our goals together. All right. Our last couple is Molly and Kelly. They're assigned homework to take the night off from their problems. And she says, you know what, Kelly, here's your problem. You're boring. They're assigned Kama Sutra sex um, exercises. And she's like, listen, I love you. I am not in love with you. And he receives this as like, oh my gosh, this is the most painful thing. The person I love doesn't love me back. He's devastated. So his pattern is he shuts down and usually leaves. And then she gets upset that she feels abandoned. There may be editing issues here. Of course, we always have to put that out there. There might be parts of the conversation we aren't seeing. But here's what we are seeing that we can use for ourselves. It's to notice there is a lot of patterns of trauma response happening with these two. And this is common when people are, when humans are in pain, their response to that pain is a trauma response. It's going to look like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So notice she's in pain. She says painful things. He gets in pain. He leaves. She's in more pain. It's just the cycle of pain. Not because they're bad people. Obviously, they're not. They're our favorite couple. We love them. We love them. Together, we love them apart. We love them because they don't have the tools to move through this. They don't know anything else but their trauma responses, which is common for everyone outside of coaching. We are not taught these tools. Of course, when someone's in pain, we're going to have a trauma response. And this is their way of getting to safety is by saying this painful thing for Molly, getting that emotion out for, for the man. This is about freezing and, and shutting down and leaving. He's getting to a safety. So they're both trying to work through their pain to get to safety because they don't have any other tools. And listen, 90 day, this is why you need a life coach because I could be there showing them how to work through all of this so they don't have to be triggered by it. Or if they are triggered, they know how to get to safety and also stay connected. So you all need a life coach. It's just, it's just truth. It's the truth. This would be such a better show with a life coach. They don't have the tools, but they for sure can learn. So here's some of what the coaching would look like is for sure for, we want to individualize group work with these two. They are also not ready for bedroom work. We want to center the coaching on their friendship. And they actually have a lot of love for sure. They've said it. We see it. We've watched their relationship unfold, but If you put them too quickly into a bedroom situation and they're not ready, it's going to set off a lot of triggering and we're going to get a lot of them feeling unsafe, having trauma responses and disconnecting. So trauma responses are fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, one of four. Fight, it's what we're seeing. Molly's like, you're boring. You used to have a big job and now you have no ambition. It's her digging at him. Her saying these things, that's her fighting. She's having a trauma response. By the way, it doesn't make any of this okay, but we want to start with understanding. Of course, when they're feeling trauma triggered, they're going to have this trauma response. Flight is what Kelly's doing. Kelly receives these statements about how she doesn't love him or not in love with him anymore, and he's feeling devastated. He's like, I'm out of here. He is leaving to get to his safety, or he's freezing. She's just shutting down and not talking. Another trauma response, I'm not sure we see so much here, but I think we probably could if we look for it, is fawning. That's people-pleasing. I think we're probably seeing some of it when the people are talking to the therapist and they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm." they're just agreeing with the therapist. They're not really being super honest. They're just trying to sit in the seat. So people pleasing is fawning. We're seeing lots of trauma responses with these two and the coaching would be centering on their friendship. So we can, we can prevent some of these trauma responses and we can work through the rest. Through Kelly, 
to the man, to, you know, the, the man, the relationship, like where we would center the coaching on is right now we're seeing him leave the situation a lot. Makes sense. He's trying to get to safety. Of course he is. It makes so much sense. He's not wrong. He's hurt. He's trying to protect himself, but he has so many more options than he thinks. He thinks the only option is to run away. And when his goal is to work on this relationship with Kelly, or I'm sorry, his relationship with this woman, Molly, he is moving away towards his goal and he's with his pain. It's creating so much conflict for him. So some of the coaching would be empowering him to get what he wants more. So it might sound like this. Molly says, you are so boring. I used, I was, I used to be attracted to you when you had a big job. You don't have a job. You don't have an ambition. I'm not attracted to you. When she's saying these things, one option is to leave. He's not wrong for it because he's not responsible for her behavior. If she's going to act like this, you might think there's some use for him leaving and, and, and teaching her she, he's not going to tolerate it. What we're seeing, though, is this is happening so often that they're having a very little chance to work on the relationship. So he's not getting what he wants. So since what he wants is a relationship, we would teach him more tools on how to stay in the relationship. So it might sound like this. When Molly starts saying you're boring, he could say, listen, Molly, yo, Molly, pump your brakes for a second. I want to let you just remind us our homework tonight was to just work on our love. They didn't want us to work on our problems on our own. They wanted us to just work on what had us attracted to each other. And I, let me go first. I love you. I want this relationship to win. I want us to be together. I want to work through all this. Everything you're saying about my personality, I get it's not useful right now. And it's not part of our assignment. We can talk about that tomorrow with the therapist. I'll be there all day. You say all the things I'm going to show up for it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to listen. We're going to work on it where I'm going to share my things. We are, the priority is this relationship, but we have to stay on track. The assignment is to work on our friendship. Let's reconnect. Are you up for this? Let Molly choose. Cause she might say, yeah, I am. Let's do it. And then we've reconnected and we move forward. She also might say, no, I'm not. And at that point, he still gets to make the decision. He can say, okay, then I'm sitting here. He could just walk out. He could say, listen, then if you're not going to, if you're not on board with our assignment, I have to leave here to protect our relationship. I would love to stay, but our assignment is to focus on love. And if you won't, if you can't, that's your choice. And my choice is to leave. So I will see you at therapy tomorrow. I will be there bright and early. I'll be there early. I want to hear everything. I want to work on all of it. Everything you have is important and there's a time and place for it. And the best way for our relationship to move forward is if we follow the rules our therapist has given us, which is to focus on our friendship at night, focus on the hard stuff with the therapist, with a neutral party who can help us. So because I love you and I love our relationship, I'm going to, I'm going to end this conversation today and I will see you tomorrow. Do you see the difference, listener? Do you see how Kelly can be honest about all of it? He can advocate for his goal. He can keep himself safe. He can keep the relationship safe by being honest about all of it, by saying the whole truth, by having guardrails, by letting Molly opt in or opt out and confirming with Molly, just keep reassure her. I love you. I'm protecting you. This is not to abandon you. This is to protect us. Something else Molly says in, in the conversation, she's like, I, we have so much love for each other, but we're just not in love. And he gets crushed by that. He says, or he receives that as like, oh my gosh, that's so devastating. She doesn't love me. As their coach, if I was with the three of them, we were all three together. I said, listen, that's a huge one. Did you say the first thing her brain went to is she has so much love for you. Let's pause our, our breaks, pause everything. Let's sit with that. She is acknowledging there is so much love here. 
And I would have them do an eye contact exercise where you just hold eye contact. You don't say anything. You just focus on like the feeling of there's so much love in the room and you just hold eye contact for three minutes. You ever done that before? I did that with a stranger once. It was my coach assigned it. It was a stranger. We were in tears. We had said nothing. This act of being so vulnerable with someone else can create so much intimacy. That that TLC, that's what coaching would have done. It would have brought them together in a really beautiful way. So get yourself a life coach. <laughs> but also, the Molly said, we are not in love. And that could be a fact. But what Molly doesn't understand, and what the hus- the man, the Kelly, um, doesn't understand. And by the way, I'm saying her. I'm saying her man and his woman, not as like a way to demean them, but because you might be confused if you don't watch the show, you might be confused who's Molly, who's Kelly, which one's which. So that's why I'm saying that. And that's what their pronouns that they use on the show. So I'm not assuming. Okay. When she says, and we're not in love and he is devastated and she's feeling really down, I would say, okay, listen, that's a fact, but guess what? Here's the thing they don't get. Being in love is a choice. They can choose to be in love again. It's this thing that requires effort though. They seem to think it's this thing that just happens to you. Like you get struck by lightning, you get struck by love. And I think a lot of people outside of coaching think that. It's just not true. At the beginning of the relationship, maybe, but especially as the relationship gets to be real and you have real ups and downs and ebbs and flows, no, 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 no. Being in love is a choice. If you want to be in love again, we can. Well, you can be in love again. It's as simple as just changing your thought about it, Change, being open to a different feeling and actions. So we would just start with, do you want to choose love here? It's okay if you don't, but you have the option if you want to be in love again. It just takes that decision. And then we look at what is the smallest thing that can happen for you to be in love again. It's a choice. Lovers, friends, countrymen, people out there. Being in love is a choice. Being attracted to someone, also a choice. Now, if you don't get that, join my program and I'll show you how. But it really is, I think so many of us, and especially in the United States, think that attraction is just the thing. Is it yes or no? Actually, it's a lot of thoughts that, that lead to that feeling of attraction and you're in control of all of it. So if you want to be more attracted to someone, you can. And if you don't want to, you don't have to, but you're actually in charge of it. You are in charge of so much more in your life than you think. How does it feel to be like, I'm in charge of all of this? For most people, it feels amazing. We would start with what is, if she said, yes, I want, because she has said in her sessions, she wants to, she wants to work on this. Then it would be, what is the smallest way to start? I would suggest, I'm, I'm guessing what happens in my experience, when you ask someone, what, how do you want to start being in love again? They usually have a lot of vague things. I want to be able to trust him. I want to feel loved by him. Listen, I love all that. And none of that is helpful because it's so freaking vague that we don't know how to move forward. So here's what I would do. So it's okay, but how would we do that? Like on Tuesday afternoon, like on a very specific day, how would we do this? I've watched Molly and Kelly for some time. So I know exactly what I would recommend here. You want to hear Molly wants Kelly to mow her lawn. She wants him to get that mower out and mow the lawn and he doesn't want to do it. And I don't think she's explained it in a very useful way to him. I'm not even sure she's asked him 
We usually see the aftermath that she's very upset that he won't mow the lawn, but I'm not sure she's communicated it in a way that's very useful. So I would teach Molly how to make requests that are more likely to get what she wants. Contact. I find for husbands, we love husbands in my program. We love husbands. They are a little bit clueless sometimes and they need a little bit of help. They need a little bit of direct line of communication. And if you can tie that to what they're going to get, they are on board for it. That's the best thing about husbands, right? They really, really want to do well. They want you to feel loved. They want this relationship to be sure, but they just don't see that lawn needs to be mowed, right? They don't see they left the toilet seat up. They don't see the socks on the floor. And so we, we can do so much for the relationship by being honest about what we want and need. And so here's what honesty would sound like in this situation. Lover, I know we both want to be connected. I know we want more to feel, we want to feel more secure and safety and love and grounded. I know we both want to have a physical relationship. I have to tell you, my love language is feeling taken care of. And specifically what that means is I would really, really love it if you would mow the lawn. It would be huge for me. It would, for me, be you taking care of me in a very masculine way. I would feel so seen. I would feel so cared for. And when I'm feeling cared for and seen, I am much more likely to want to cuddle you. I am much more likely to say that, uh, say beautiful things about you. I'm much more likely to compliment you. I'm much more likely to build you up when I feel seen. Do you think you could do this for me? I bet if she said it like that, from a place of love, honestly, what she wants and why she wants it and what it means, I am pretty sure Kelly would go get that mower and mow that lawn, right? He doesn't understand. The lawn is tied to her like physical affection towards him. So, and if he did, he'd be like, I'm mowing that lawn. I, that's my child. Don't ever, ever, ever do it. That is my job. And if at the end he did get more physical and emotional connection with her, he'd be like, woman, this is my lawn. Don't touch it. I'm taking care of this lawn, right? Or I'm going to hire someone. I'm going to make sure it's done all the time. You never even have to think about it. More, a million other options. So the coaching for Molly is to help her ask for what she needs specifically. So she doesn't have to keep reacting in this way that pushes her her partner away and that keeps her from the goal she wants. Teach her how to ask for it in a way that's honest, loving, that makes a very specific request that helps them make decisions together. The coaching for her partner is, is to remind him he has so many more options than shutting down and leaving. He can, he's not wrong. And he can also point out, listen, partner, I love you, but that's not cool. This is not part, this is not helping our relationship. So I need us to get back on track or I'm going to leave. What's your call partner? And letting her, letting Molly decide. We can decide together. We can stay honest about all of it. All right. So listeners, here's the learning for us. Trauma responses happen. They're going to show up as fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. You will have trauma responses. I had like 15 yesterday. Okay. Listen, normal humans are going to have them, especially if you're doing big things. You're going to have trauma responses. You're not wrong for it. It's your body trying to get you safe. And what we do in coaching is we teach you how to create safety for you. We've done a lot of that here today. Be honest about what you want. Make your make sense of what you're doing. Don't make yourself wrong, 
for offering a hall pass. Find out how you're right for, understand why you did it. Start with so much understanding. There's a lot more we would do in our coaching relationship. Your partners, people, your children, your work coworkers, they will have trauma responses too. You will see them fight in faculty meeting all of the time, right? <laughs> You'll see them flight. They'll just leave all of a sudden. You'll see them freeze. You'll see them fawn, right? You'll see, yeah, they're just saying yes. To, they're just bobbing their head to the boss. They're fawning. They're having a trauma response. So you can recognize, I teach in my program how to recognize them, how to help them get to safety too, because you can influence that for them. And getting them to safety might be giving them a break, saying, listen, do you, do you need some time here? Should we pause this conversation? I'm here when you need me. Here's my phone number. Text me when you're ready. I am here for you. It might be being super honest and, be, and reassuring them. I'd be like, listen, I know we both want this marriage to be strong. I want that too. I hear you. I see you. What can I do for you? Or I want our marriage to be strong too. I know you want more physical affection. I just want my mo my my lawn mode. Can you do that? <laughs> right? So that's how we recognize a trauma response know that they're going to happen. They are for sure going to happen. Your whole life, you'll have them. They're not wrong for having them. So you're trying to get to safety and in coaching, we teach you how to get to that safety. Have a place for your big emotions. You are going to have big emotions. Molly has big emotions and how she responds to saying things like you're boring. I'm not in love with you. There's a space for that. It probably is. If she's trying to reconnect with her partner, probably telling him that on a night where he is expecting it to all be about love Probably that's not super useful if her goal is to reconnect, but she might, she needs a coach to say all the stuff, to get it all out so she can choose what's true for her and what she wants to keep working on. So that I think they, there's a role for each of these people to have their own coach to work through all their emotion and then come together for points of communication and work and common ground. Decide what we want and consider we have options for all of it. So in summary, my view of 90 Day Fiance The Last Resort all of these relationships can be saved. All of these relationships can also be over. It's really in their hands. And this is where people outside of coaching don't get. You just get to choose if this relationship is going to work or not. It's not this magical thing. You just get to choose. Do I want to keep working on it or not? And here's where I think TLC is kind of pushing them to be together versus making it okay. It's okay if they decide they don't want to be together. They can do that with love too. It's okay if they decide they want to be together. They can do that and feel safe too. So the, a lot of the coaching here would give them so many options because right now they think being together is good and breaking up is bad. And so it's going to make them feel forced to stay, forced to be attracted. Something's wrong with them that they're not attracted to their partner. For some people, when you tell them what to do, they want to do the opposite. They're like, I want to be out of here if you're going to tell me to be close. So they have to drop their agenda. Having a coach on the show would help you saying actually, yes or no can be loving and safe. That being said, what do you want? And then that helps them feel comfortable finding, finding out what they want. And that's helpful for two listeners. So when you find yourself, well, a good mom would do this, a good doctor would do that, you are going to lose sight with your connection to yourself. You're going to lose sight with what you want. And that will backfire because you'll wind up creating a life that's just really not meant for you. So we want to just be at a place, actually, anything you do, you'll be successful. Any way you go, there'll be work to do. And any way you go, you'll find love. What is it that you want? Notice all the spaciousness that comes with that. It comes with such more powerful conversations, powerful relationships, powerful forward movement and love. 
people are going to want to watch that TLC. So hire yourself a coach. All right. So in summary, when in doubt, this is for our listeners, like how do we apply it to our lives? When in doubt, when you're super confused about what's happening, there's a lot of emotions at work or in your home life. Start with being honest with you about what you want, at least yourself. If this is a relationship, a situation, you want to move forward, you want this marriage, you want this job, consider extending that honesty to the other person so they they understand what's happening. Make requests of them so they know how to move this forward with you. Have context there. When they understand what's in it for them, they're much more likely to get and they, and they think this is safe and it's likely that we can get this relationship repaired and working forward. They are much more likely to sign up for doing what you'd, you'd like them to do. Only offer what you want to materialize. If you don't want your wife having an affair, do not offer her a hall pass. Only offer what you want. If you don't want to be program director, don't offer it. Only offer what you want, which means the coaching work is going to be on figuring out what it's that you want. Anchor yourself on that goal. Focus on what gets you one step closer. It's okay to say yes. It's also okay to say no. To TLC, again, I hope it's very clear. Hire a coach, please. I'm ready. Your show needs it. It would be so much better. I want to work on individualizing the interventions. Some couples are ready for bedroom work, and it's going to be very helpful, and some are not. So we want to know how to individualize it. We want to let our people have their big emotions and they're more likely to do that in one-on-one. And when they work through their big emotions, they're not going to be lodging emotions at their partner because they will have processed it on their own. Let's give them tools how to work through this so they can stay in the conversation and not flee and shut down or fight with each other. They can stay connected. Coaching will help them do all of those things. We want our partners to be able to say everything they want in a safe space where they don't have to worry about, am I going to hurt this other person? They can just say it to their coach, have that safe space to work out through the emotion so they're not stuck in their emotion. Their emotion is traveling and moving through them. It's helpful for them to see all of those thoughts, which they're probably filtering or they're reacting to their partner, but get them on their own. They can see what's there. They can understand themselves. They can process the emotion. They can work through the painful just the thoughts. And that's when they'll see what they actually want. And once they see it, we can build a plan forward. They will be so much more likely to connect with each other when they've made it safe to connect with themselves first. And that's what's missing from the show. And that's what's missing with without a coaching is we're not letting them connect to themselves first. Until they do, they will not have a lasting connection with the other person. So coaching needs to be centered on connecting with them first. Those big emotions, by the way, are not problems. They are huge road signs pointing to what's important here. And with coaching, what's missing from the show is we're not spending time on how can we create that? How do we expand the definition of fun? How do we expand the definition of a new start? How do we expand like the definition of what it feels like to be in love? Where are all our options here? Do you want to be in love? Let's figure out a plan first. So we, where you're missing in coaching is a space for all their humanness, which is exactly what viewers want to see. You need a coach to help them explore it, find the root cause, develop plans. Last note for TLC is less agenda on the outcomes. It's just too clear that they are pushing them to stay together. And as long as you're pushing them to stay together, it's just going to create so much friction. They're going to have trauma responses with the show, with each other, with themselves. We just need to put all, drop all the rope on all of this. Listen, you can stay together and be in love. You can leave with love too. You can stay together and be safe. 
you can leave and feel safe too. That concludes coaching for 90 Day Fiance Last Resort. You'll have to let me know what you think, listeners. Stay tuned. We will do this again. I am getting into Survivor. I have just, re- I am in with Big Brother. So, it, and I watch Real Housewives of New York. Roni, I'm into it. So, expect in the next, sometime in the future, maybe 10 or so episodes from now, we will dive in. If you have a favorite show you want me to show you what coaching would do, feel free to write. And if you related to this in some way, you're like, wow, I had no idea coaching could do this. This is exactly what I needed to hear. I want you to know we have a seat in my coaching program and it has your name all over it. This is the work we do every single day. We would love to have you join us. You can enroll right now. You'll get immediate access to everything. We have a huge digital library. It's like watching 90 day, like all the 90 day franchises. Like you get to what there's so much content in there. So many lessons, so much teaching, so much coaching, so much CME. And you, the bonuses are pretty amazing. So go right now to your path sign up. If you have a friend who's like really struggling, you're like, gosh, my friend really could use some coaching too. Bring your friend in too. Go to your sign up today. See you there. And if you never want to miss a podcast or you never want to miss miss a free training or see what the latest thing to offer is, make sure you're, you've entered your email at yourpathandfocus.com slash email. It makes sure you never miss anything and you're the first to see all the things. The podcast is delivered directly to your email each time it's issued and you get to see the first to get, get it done. Have a beautiful week, everyone. See you next time. Bye.